Travel Writer Show on J-Air 88FM in Melbourne. In the 1850s, the central Victorian town of Bendigo was one of the richest in the Commonwealth, producing more than 700,000 kilograms of gold. They say there are still reefs under the city and you can tour Central Deborah Gold Mine about 200 metres down. But they now look to a different type of gold to draw a crowd. Now known as the city of Greater Bendigo, it has a population of around 200,000 and marketing manager Glenn Harvey explains how it has become a city of culture. Glenn, uh, times have changed. They're not digging up much gold in Bendigo anymore. What's your new gold? Oh, hi, Graham. Um, well, our new gold is, well, a whole range of things, actually. You know, we've, we've become a very much known as a cultural city, uh, our arts and culture and more recently, yeah, we've become um, a UNESCO city of gastronomy. So our new gold is also lying in our, our food and beverage in our region. So it has changed over the years. Um, obviously, gold laid the foundations. But, yeah, quite a different a different offering these days if you're coming to Bendigo to check it out. Absolutely. I should issue the disclaimer that I grew up in Bendigo, at least in the primary school years, and uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it very much, but times were different. We didn't even have television then, so, you know, this is a whole new world now. But um, it is a, uh, it, it's a great city, and uh, even when it's cold in Melbourne, it can be quite uh, pleasant. In Bendigo, there's something about the Great Divide. You're hiding behind it or something, are you? Yeah, it is something about that. And, you know, you pass the likes of the, um, the Macedon Ranges there, and the climate is very different um, after you pass through there. And... We get a lot of blue sky days out in Bendigo. Um, I remember my former manager saying that we get as many blue sky days as, as the Gold Coast. So I oh. think it's got to do with the uh, Med- Mediterranean climate that we have up this way. And um, that makes it perfect for things like, you know, food and wine. And um, and obviously, you know, it's, it's very fertile land. So it's, mm. um, it's worked to our advantage. And mm. Uh, yeah, we get those sort of crisp winters, but we get the blue skies and then, um, you know, beautiful autumn and spring. Spring's looking amazing right now. And then um, summer, you know, can can get quite warm, but um, you know, we sort of have it covered with, with lots of those beautiful heritage buildings that are quite cool on well, the inside. Well, I, I was going to say, you've been left a wonderful legacy. Just looking at the main drag alone, Palmal, it's called. It's got uh, some magnificent Victorian buildings and gardens. It's even got a tram that used to run uh, down there. I think it's a tourist tram now, isn't it? That's right, yeah. And, um, you know, I remember it well. It's a grand wide boulevard and uh, the, the city sort of hangs off uh, both sides of it. Uh, the beauty right there now, though, uh, Glenn, I can't see it, but I'm led to believe there's 50-odd thousand tulips uh, flowering magnificently in, the, in that area, in, right in the very heart of Bendigo. That's right. And this time of year is... Um is so beautiful, like you were saying, that we've got this beautiful heritage backdrop, the legacy of the gold rush. And um, how the tulips came about was uh, back in 2004, we were going through that drought in Victoria, and particularly in Bendigo, we were very short on water. And so just to brighten the city up, the curators decided um, with the parks and gardens that perhaps they could put some tulips in because they are nice and colourful, they're fairly water tolerant. And, um, and we're fairly cheap as well to purchase. So they started planting the tulips and it's become an annual tradition every, every, you know, ever since. Mm. And I couldn't imagine this time of year without tulips. And so this year what we've done, um, it's, it's a free display people can come and have a look at um, right now. Um, I think the tulips have started 
blooming a little bit later this year uh, because of the cold weather a week or two ago. Yeah. And so next two to three weeks, you'll see 53,000 tulips. Um, we've also put in some gnomes from a local company uh, called Coal, uh, Coal Iron, these iron gnomes that you can go and hunt for. And in the evening, we've also lit the tulips up as well. So you can see the tulips in their beds at night time and, and we've got a, a real sort of uh, nighttime projections and activations happening. So it's turned into a big festival, you might say. Right. And in rebuilding uh, the brand Bendigo away from the sort of Goldfields history, if you like, to be a little more forward thinking, the Bendigo Art Gallery has had some magnificent uh, events on uh, most recently uh, well in our memory most recently there was the Elvis the Elvis uh, Presley um, exhibition and you managed to get Priscilla out for that that's pretty impressive we did and um, you know Priscilla was here for quite a number of days Um, I guess she felt it was very it was very personal you know it was all about Elvis uh, and her history together a lot of you know even her you would have seen uh, their their wedding attire was in in the exhibition so it was very personal and she really got involved in the community she went to quite a few attractions and things and um, was well received and really enjoyed her time here Mm. well that's fantastic I guess the other big uh, bit of uh, business for Bendigo and at the end of the day I guess you attract tourists because they help build your local economy Um, surely the student the international student body is a large uh, uh, bonus for Bendigo for a city like Bendigo yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, what we're seeing, we're seeing lots of people come, um, you know, and we do, we, we've got La Trobe University here and uh, we see a lot of international students come from Melbourne, particularly to come up and have a look. Um, so it's, um, you know, I guess, you know, it goes back to that, those sort of, uh, that gold rush roots of people coming from around the world. Um, you know, you were mentioning before of how do we change our brand and that sort of has been a 20-year um I guess, vision, uh, to take it from what was once the Gold Rush brand, you know, you'd come here to relive the Gold Rush to very much a cultural experience these days. And, um, you know, using the likes of the Bendio Art Gallery to brand us and put out consistent exhibitions, uh, working, you know, on our food and wine scene has really sort of turned it into a cultural brand. Um, and so this has been happening for very, very much a long time. And so everything we do, we try to line up with our cultural brand of Bendigo and so we still tell the Gold Rush story but we tell it more in a contemporary way now Um, so you'll see that our bar you know we've got some beautiful Gold Rush banks from the Gold Rush are now contemporary wine bars or their restaurants or hotels yes and so um, so you don't really come and see period costumes and things like that anymore it's very much a contemporary use these days and people really love that and I think it gives them reasons to come back quite regularly to enjoy Bendigo and, and what we have on offer how many how many visitors a year would would you get, or how do you how do you assess it? Is there a dollar value on it, or how do you look at your success in that area? Well, it, it, the last twelve months. So our, our most recent figures was March this year, and so we it was March to March, and of yeah. course Elvis was part of that last twelve months. Um, we had over a billion dollars uh, that was that was um, projected in, in dollars into our economy, economy as a result of tourism. And it worked out to be, I think it was close to 7.6 million visitors over that period. Wow, and, that's uh, fantastic. Yeah, so it really has become, you know, when I first started uh, with the city, which was back in 2005, um, I guess you could say the family market was big. Um, we had a lot of 
events, um, but we weren't getting that many people come for leisure. And now we're starting to see people come through as a a real weekend or, or a getaway to Bendigo in addition to those events. Well, it's a good distance from Melbourne for a weekend, isn't it? Um, you yeah, take it off is. on Friday night, you're a couple of hours, um, or clear the city traffic, maybe it's two and a half hours, and you're up there. That's, that's exactly right. It's yeah, under two hours from V-Line, they're every hour from Southern Cross Station. Uh, we've got flights that happen daily uh, between uh, Bendigo and Sydney via Qantas Link. So our airport um, is expanding as we speak and becoming bigger. And so we hope to continue, you know, the the number of flights and hopefully we can get some more um, different carriers on board in the future. And, um, you know, really, I guess, base Bendigo is that central Victorian hub that people can fly into and, and, and get out to some of the other parts of our region as well, up to the Murray and you know, across to Dalesford and Shepparton and so on. So, um, yeah, it really has become a, a tourist mecca. And, you know, another thing is we have over 120 major events a year. So we're like a mini Melbourne in a way. There's events happening every weekend. You're in the sport, uh, you're in the sporting scene, a bit Masters games and things like that, I seem to recall. What, what other sports do you have up there? Uh, Basketball is very popular. Um, you know, uh, we have our, our brand new... Uh, arena called Red Energy Arena, which can ha- house up to like um, anywhere from two to five thousand people, right. and so we get a lot of basketball. We get netball being played as well, and some of those international and national events. Um, you know, cricket's always been popular. Tennis is popular, so we, we do host a lot of um, titles for um, you know juniors, seniors, national, state, international at, at different times. And then we get a lot of Rotary Cubs as well, you know, they come and, um, and show and shine with, with car rallies and things like that. So um, I think the fact that we, like you were saying, Century placed and also, you know, we've got uh, 4,500 beds here in Bendigo. So right. it's very much a regional city these days and people can, can put their event here knowing that we can cater for those sort of numbers. Mm. So if, uh, if I was to ask you, what, what would a typical weekend for a leisure visitor to Bendigo comprise. Can you sort of give me a quick 30,000 foot view of what you could do? Sure. So some of the key attractions include our Centre Devil Gold Mine, which you can go underground uh, and you can um, see what it was like to be a gold rush you know, miner from the time that was a Cornish mine, learn what it was like. Uh, we have vintage trams that run through the city. They go back to the gold rush. Um, you know, we're talking about our, our brand changing to that sort of contemporary cultural brand. They have blues and groove trams that happen regularly you can actually board and have a, have a great time as well as their heritage ones that tell the story of Bendigo. Um, the Benio Art Gallery as we mentioned always has exhibitions on uh, that can be you know, anywhere from local, um, national and international. Uh, the Great Stupa, the largest Buddhist temple in the western world is only 15 minutes from Bendigo and it's quite quite a sight to be to behold. It's 50 metres high um, the Stupa and um, something that people should definitely worth you know, checking out if they're in our area. We have the oldest working pottery, Bendigo Pottery, which I'm sure many people would have heard of that brand and may have even some, uh, you know, some of the pottery in their own house. I do, uh, actually. <laughs> you, you do. <laughs> it's been going a long time, um, 1858. Um, Golden Dragon Museum is uh, you know, one of the largest collections in the world of Chinese regalia, of course, and... When people think of Bendigo, many people think of the dragons, yep. you know, Easter. at Easter every year. Mm. So we've got the oldest, longest imperial dragons in the world that are housed there that come out, you know, once a year at Easter. 
the city of gastronomy, as I was talking about. So we've got you know many award-winning restaurants, cafes, over 60 wineries in our Bendigo and Heathcote wine region. So if you love a great, a good red, both Bendigo and Heathcote offer that. Graham Kemlo was speaking there with the city of Greater Bendigo's Glen Harvey. This is the Travel Writer Show.